In a world where knowledge is power, listen to industry-leading experts discuss the future of digital currency. Welcome to the Crypto Untangled podcast. Learn the ins and outs of cryptocurrency and blockchain and take your wealth to the next level. Now, here is your host, Dr. Budib. Hey guys, how are you doing? I hope that you are all good, that you had a good start and a productive day. I hope that all of you are doing well, but most of all that you are happy and healthy. I'm Yonida, your host, and you are listening to another episode of Crypto Untangled. A few days ago, I had a very nice talk with Roy Benyap the co-founder and project steward of Zcoin, a cryptocurrency aimed at using cryptography to provide better privacy for its users compared to other cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. It was a very insightful and interesting chat, and I invite all of you to listen to it. Robin, thank you so much. It's very nice to meet you. I was really looking forward to listen to your ideas and to hear more about Zcoin project. Yeah, so thanks please. so much for, for having me on. So Robin, can you tell us, please, the idea behind Zcoin? What is these core principles or the ideology behind it and uh, the novelty that can bring to the crypto market? I guess the idea is that the, the original precepts of cryptocurrency was to be like an alternative f- financial system that was you know, not controlled by any single entity. And we often talk about uncensorability, un-seizable, you know, like you cannot thief, uh, you know, and basically there isn't any sort of central control. Um, but the problem is that Bitcoin, you know, although it's, it's a great, like, you know, I do think it's a currency that will last the test of time. I mean, it's definitely not going away for the next 10 years or so, at, at the very least. But it it is also very slow. It does not have very good privacy properties. And Bitcoin, every single transaction, every movement of every coin uh, from its beginning is trackable. So you see A transfer to B, transfer to C, you know the exact amount, you know the exact movement of every single coin. And that is, to me, a very big problem if you're talking about an uncensorable, unseizable financial system because what's the point if, you know, if I suddenly find out that you have a hundred Bitcoin, you say unseizable, I go to your house, I point the gun to you and, you know, I say, give it over, right? Mm -hmm. And we are already actually starting to see this because, uh, you know, when uh, with new regulations coming in that require like, you know, tracing of you know the source of every single funds it suddenly becomes not as unseizable and us as you know it can be controlled exactly yeah. and that's a real real problem uh for for first of all you know if you believe in in you know the original precepts of cryptocurrency but also for adoption because why would people want to use a currency that exposes information when i pay someone so what we at Zcoin are trying to do are trying to, the first thing that we're trying to solve is privacy on the blockchain. And we want to make sure that when you transact, 
on our blockchain uh, using this currency, it is uh, almost as good as cash. Like, you know, when I receive cash from someone for a cup of coffee, I don't ask where this money is from. I, I just accept it as legal tender. And I, I don't need to get, when you pay me $10, $10 or something, I don't get any information from you besides that you had $10. And that's, that's correct, right? Like if I'm using Bitcoin, I pay to you, they're like, oh, uh, looks like you probably, this came from a wallet with 300 Bitcoins and you made this and this and this transaction, right? I mean, that's the reality of if, if, if cryptocurrencies become mainstream, that's what's going to happen. Oh, and gosh. that to me is really scary. So that's what we at Zcoin are trying to do at a very high level, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like how Zcoin is built on. Privacy is very important. Can secure also like safety for the users. And it's like a mean of freedom. Because if there right. is no privacy, there is no freedom for the person that uh, use. Thank you, Ruben. And uh, I saw in your website that uh, Zcoin technology can be used for voting also and uh, anonymous polling. Can you please, I'm very curious to hear more about it. Do you have sure. any um, specific example, maybe, if you can give us? Yes. So first of all, the way our technology works is that you can take any coins, you burn it, okay. and then you can redeem them to any new address. Uh, and when you redeem them, those coins appear like brand new coins with no identifiable source. So this is also great to build voting systems. So for example, if I, you know, give everyone like one token and they burn it up, right? Then they say, okay, address A means option one. Address B means option two. Address C means option three. Please cast your, your, mm -hmm. your votes. And so you redeem them uh, to the, the spe specified addresses. And yes, you, can, you know that this was one of the burns before, but you don't know which one it was. So basically this is anonymous voting and polling. Uh, now we actually had, uh, we, we, the Zcoins blockchain was actually used by the Thailand Democrat party in 2018 to mm -hmm. run its party elections, uh, to elect its party leader. And this, there were 127,000 votes cast on our blockchain. And this was nationwide in Thailand. So this is wow. the first political election of any significance that was actually carried out on the public blockchain. I don't know of anyone else. I mean, there's some trials and maybe like a few hundred people, but this was something that, you know, in hundreds of thousands nationwide. And this happened in, in late 2018. So I think this is a, you know, like kind of like a very first in blockchain voting in, in exactly. political thing. And that's, and I think it's a great showcase of the technology that, you know, it's not just about privacy or hiding what you do. Our technology can also be used to enable governments as well. So I think that's, that's kind of the message that we wanted to send from, from that exercise. Yeah. It was a week ago or something like that, that you introduced Lelantus, mm -hmm. correct? The next yes. generation privacy protocol for Zcoin. Can you please right. tell us more information about it? How does it work? How, when you launch it, how was received from the users, from the audience? Right. So Lelantis is actually named after the Titan God of moving unseen or, or the God of air, uh, which is, you know, it's kind of apt considering that, you know, we, we are, it's a privacy mechanism. 
Uh, and the basic idea is that you can burn any amount of coins. Like let's say I want to burn 154.3 coins. Uh, and then I can redeem any arbitrary amount. Oh, that means I can redeem 0 0.5 coins and you wouldn't even know that it came from the 154 coins. And again, those coins have no previous transaction history. So the, the beautiful thing about Lelantis is that it's, it's using zero knowledge proofs, uh, which is very, uh, you know, I guess like a very hot topic especially in blockchain privacy. Yeah. But the type of zero knowledge proofs that we use uh, do not require something what we call a trusted setup. There's no like secret backdoor that makes us unable to, to uh, you know, create coins out of thin air. Other systems do have this backdoor, which uh, they have to have some sort of ceremony to destroy that backdoor. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but we don't, and so you kind of have to, may have to make sure that, yes, that ceremony was done correctly and that you trust that it was done correctly. And actually, like, you know, the first ceremony uh, of, of Zcash wasn't done correctly. So it, it, it's not to say that they are dishonest, but because there's this backdoor, there's so many other hoops that you have to jump over yeah. to destroy that backdoor. Uh, Zcoin doesn't have this problem because the system that we use is, doesn't require this backdoor. Exactly. Uh, we are also using math and, and cryptographic principles that are very well established. Uh, what we call them, we, we call them cryptographic assumptions that is very, that's kind of like used so widely throughout that if those cryptographic functions break, the least of your problems would be Zcoin. You know, the, many parts of the internet would break if, if those assumptions break. Uh, so they are very, very well established. And, the, and in terms of relative simplicity, in terms of the construction, it is very simple and elegant. And why that is important is because as a decentralized cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. You, how do you trust the system? You trust the system by looking at the code and you're looking at the cryptography and if it is simple to understand and the code is easy to understand, then you can verify it yourself. And that means a, a large number of people can verify that this is working correctly. But if your system is very complex, and even if it's open source, maybe only like a couple of people in this world can actually verify that, oh yeah, this thing, this is correct. And that is probably against the, the idea of, of like open source and, and free currencies. So I do think, do think there is a value in that. And one of the very interesting things about Lelantis is that uh, we use a zero knowledge proof called one out of many proofs. Mm -hmm. And because of our work on, on Lelantis, which actually sort of unlocks the power of this one of many proofs. Um, many other privacy cryptocurrencies are also starting to look at this particular zero knowledge proof. Uh, for example, Monero, uh, they are planning to launch something called Triptych. And Triptych is actually based out of one of many proofs and uses the same kind of tricks that we did to, to create Lelanta. So, so you know, our innovation is expanding the entire space, not, not just Zcoin. And we're very happy that it does so, right? Because we're doing things not just for Zcoin price, but, you know, for the benefit of humanity uh, as a whole. And it's great that our technology uh, has wide applications. So we're really excited for this. Testnet is launched 
uh, mainnet binaries. That means the program will be probably launched at the end of November okay. and it will go live sometime in January. So okay. we're really, really excited about that. Yeah. Best of luck. Thumbs up and best of luck. I really look forward mm. to it. So can you tell us a bit more about now the Zcoin, the utility? Can people use it to buy goods or as a means of payment? Or if, if there is any discussion going on, maybe for a future, be like people can pay for services or can ex do some exchange. And also I saw that it can be mined, right? People can mine. Yes, correct. So first of all, I mean, Zcoin, we do have fiat gateways in many countries, you know, in Indonesia and in, in uh, like we have Turkish Lira, we have, you know, well, because we have the US dollar and all this other stuff. So we, we do have a lot of fiat gateways. And when you're talking about means of payment, yes, you know, like you can use it on something called Travala that you can book hotels in millions of locations uh, using Zcoin even with a very like good discounted rates. Uh, there's actually something that we have kind of like semi working in Thailand where uh, we are kind of integrated into their national QR code system, and if you are, if you are, if you have that particular bank account, you can spend at millions of merchants uh, nationwide in Thailand. Uh, but so far, we've only got it working with one bank provider. Hopefully, we can expand that to others. But that's a great, that's great because the merchant doesn't even need to know that they are receiving cryptocurrencies. They just receive it in Thai, but all the conversion happens in the background. But the, the ability to spend in like millions of locations is really good. Um, we are still, of course, like, you know, we are accepted by various VPN services and things like that. And I do think that, you know, adoption will continue to grow as, uh, you know, people see the value of, of our private transactions, especially when when, when you're dealing with stuff online. There's even a service called Fitbone, which allows you to kind of um, rent uh, phone numbers for SMS verification. So, you know, like sometimes like some services require you to have a SMS verification, but you don't want to give out your real number. So you can have a disposable number, you can pay with it using Zcoin and you get your number, use it, to get your thing activate the account then it's yeah. gone so i i think those are some cool ways to spend using zcoin yeah excellent and robin do you have any challenge like zcoin is facing any challenge recently and if yes how do you plan to tackle it or how to solve it i think anyone who isn't facing challenges is would, would, would be lying of course zcoin um does face many challenges um you know because for us um you know we are not vc funded you know we don't have large amounts of money available for the team uh because we believe that what we you know i mean there's two ways you can launch a coin right you can just say oh yeah 50 percent to the team 30 percent to exchanges 20 percent and like 10 percent to the community to buy on the market and everyone else is and I, we feel that that's kind of, it's very profitable, but not really a true cryptocurrency. It's almost like Starbucks points, right? It's like you choose who gets what. And that's why, that's why mine, mining is important, right? And, and um, but that being said, because we don't have like huge amounts of uh, like money upfront, like we didn't have any ICO, right? The ICO you raised like, oh yeah, you get like, hundred million and then you can throw it here and then mm -hmm. and, and do all sorts of stuff. 
we we get this in like because we we take part of the block reward and 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 that comes to us as part of the development fund. There's no huge amount that comes up front, right? So right, yeah. uh, when when exchanges, some exchanges are asking like millions of dollars. Integrations are asking millions of dollars. Um, it, sometimes it can be quite frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. And if you also want to attract talent, uh, letting people know you that you have a couple of million dollars definitely uh, does good things. Mm -hmm. But you know, we've we we yet. That being said, I think even with such a you know such constraints, we have managed to we have our own independent research. You know, we came out with our own privacy protocol, our academic papers. You know, we we're still continuing to deliver consistently. So I'm actually like really proud of that. That you know we are not we're not like you know getting really rich out of this. You know, we're giving everything back to the community. And at the same time, you know, um, we are still continuing to deliver. And I hope the community sees, you know, how genuine and and how how much passion passionate we are in 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 doing this. Because sometimes I think, you know, unfortunately, cryptocurrency as a whole, there's a this even even Bitcoin, right? You know, it's right. it's more about the number go up rather than than what it stands for. And I think. Satoshi probably would be quite sad uh, if he's still around, like to see that it was sometimes like you know you see all this really cool stuff, but it kind of degenerates into an online casino, and and um, hopefully that those days will will end. Uh, we're still in this early stage of stuff, early stage um, but, but yeah, I mean that's the reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah, and where do you see Zcoin in the next two to three years? as a goal achievement, idea development, or as also in the position of the crypto market? Where do you see Zcoin? Right now, you know, we are seeing so many coins and projects come up um, and very few of them are still trying to be money. You know, uh, many of them are like utility tokens, like their tokens to be used on exchanges or their governance tokens for 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 like DeFi protocols and stuff like that. And I do feel that the best use case of blockchain is still being money. And I I hope that you know Zcoin in the next two to three years becomes one of the major forms of cryptocurrency money that has privacy there. Uh, and I do think we can achieve it on a technical level. We're definitely, you know, among the top. Uh, and I do think that if we are going to see mainstream adoption of cryptocurrencies, people will see the value of privacy. Right now, because it's like, if it's just degenerate gambling and stuff like that, yeah, people don't really care, right? They just want to see number go up. But when you, actual business is being done, you know, when actual lives are at stake, people are worried, especially with the rise of central bank digital currencies mm -hmm. and like stuff like Libra or now even like PayPal is thinking about coming out of his own coins. Yeah. These things are fake cryptocurrencies because they're just exactly the same. They are, they may have the same technology behind them or similar technology, but they are centrally controlled. That means I issue, the country issues, 
you know, or this entity issues and decides what's wrong, what's right, and what's wrong. And money should not have morals. It's it's just a utility. Like, yeah, like electricity. I can use an electric to build, uh, you know, to light my house, or I can use electric to electrocute someone. It's Electricity itself does not have morals. You can use no. it for good and bad. And we believe mon money is the same and that it should be a public utility. And that's what cryptocurrencies and blockchains are best for. Perfect. But what do you think uh, PayPal or these big companies, because just recently they started to boom in a way to adapt the cryptocurrency because MasterCard started and then Visa adopted it and then PayPal. What do you think is the idea behind it or something that really triggered this company? I think the, the idea is that, you know, I think these companies realize that cryptocurrencies are here to stay, you know, and they also realize that if they don't get on board, they are going to be irrelevant. Because yeah. you know why? PayPal's entire business is about being an intermediary, right? Yeah. If I don't, if I use like cryptocurrencies, I don't really need an intermediary Absolutely. because I just transfer P2P, like person to person, okay. right? And if they don't get on board, well, well, if, if, if like cryptocurrencies become very mainstream, there's easy ways to convert into cash, then well, what's the point of PayPal, right? <clears throat> and if you take a look at the way PayPal is integrating cryptocurrencies, they integrate cryptocurrencies, allow people to buy and sell and, and send cryptocurrencies, but they do not allow people to withdraw cryptocurrencies in their native form. That means you you your cryptocurrency is being held by PayPal and they are effectively like a bank. Yeah. So I don't think they are trying to promote cryptocurrencies more, but we, we have to adopt it or else we're going to get left behind. And similarly, when you see countries like China, like they have the DCEP project and all this sort of stuff, these are not ways to empower the, the, the individual or to you know, have an alternative financial system. It is very clear that it is a method of control because if they can see the movement of every single money because it is centrally issued and everything centrally controlled, first of all, they'll say, oh yeah, that combats money laundering that combats all this other stuff. But it also means that they can cut people off the financial system if they deem it fit. They say like, oh, you're a dissident. Oh, you, you, you have views that are not, I'm just going to cut you off or freeze your money because it's all tied, every single transaction, every single identity. And that money, unlike cash, which they can't really track, is 100% controlled. And this is actually quite a dystopian future because it actually affects the very fabric of government. Because like, you know, in the US, you talk about the right to bear arms to say that, if the government is like being oppressive, we can rise up against yeah. uh, the government to fight against them. But if you don't have money, if you're cut off from money, then what, what are you going to do? If you're going to get cut off from the financial system, the moment that you have an authoritarian government come into power, you can never replace them because their money is not, your money is not yours. It's all theirs. And I think People really have to realize this. And that's why cryptocurrencies, especially privacy cryptocurrencies, are so important. It's not about 
enabling illegal activity and that there will always be this and i mean take a look the recent news trillions of dollars were being laundered from drugs and everything through the regular banking system with the big guys you know hsbc citibank all of them and what has happened to them they have continued to operate yeah. no one has gone to jail and if you were really serious about that you know like you should hit them right there's hardly comparatively cryptocurrencies is, is it's so tiny right and at the end of the day you realize it's more about control rather than about you know protecting or preventing money laundering and stuff like that we see cryptocurrencies as a balance of power between the government and the state and you know i think uh, people really have to like get behind that this is like the cypherpunk kind of ideology that bitcoin was born in Thank you. And I have now two questions which are more general. What right. is blockchain for you, Robin? <laughs> like, we hear a lot about it. I hear a lot, especially in the last year, that blockchain is becoming very important and uh, very relevant nowadays. Why it is? From, I actually... My personal opinion that is that many applications of blockchain are kind of useless because they are only very specific instances. Blockchain is basically a distributed database. It mm. is just basically a database type that is not very high performance. It's actually quite slow compared to traditional databases. The main thing that makes blockchain valuable is that because it can be decentralized, yeah. right? And that you don't need the trust. So if you if you don't need decentralization, if you're okay with trusting, let's say, a company or whatnot, or then you don't really need a blockchain, you know, like all this like supply chain blockchains. I mean, let's say if Toyota implements it, you as the as the contractor you trust toyota right or like let's say like oh you know we're going to track like you know the medicine that is uh, being transported and making sure that the sensors are connected to the blockchain it's all like total rubbish because if you put the sensor i can place the sensor in the cold part of the the truck while the rest of the medicine is kept warm mm -hmm. it's it's just totally these are not good applications of blockchain because you know the real thing is about transfer of value in a trustless manner. Now, if there's something that does make it very interesting to me in terms of blockchain would be a bit of the DeFi space, what's happening in decentralized finance, where it is really unlocking the potential of what, what programmable money is. Okay. I can set rules to money. I can have savings, lending platforms, all on just basically code. I don't need uh, intermediary. So personally, I'm really excited to see what's happening on Ethereum. Of course, right now, a lot of the DeFi space is just like Ponzi scams or stupid money games, but there are real tools being built real decentralized exchanges, real okay. lending platforms. And that's what's exciting me in blockchain on, on top of the privacy cryptocurrency, of course. Yeah. And what's your message or advice that you would like to give to the audience? You know, I mean, the easy thing to say is buy Bitcoin. <laughs> but honestly, right now, you know, I would say yes, I think cryptocurrencies as a whole is a very 
interesting asset class that you know definitely I think it's worth investing in right now. I mean, I, this is not investment advice. It's just my personal opinion. Of course, I wouldn't be in this space, right? Exactly. Uh, but I do think that before you get into it, you should really be understanding what you're buying. Most people, I would say maybe 90% of people uh, don't really understand what they're buying. They just say, oh yeah, number go up or they see a few things and then they just parrot it and whatnot. And I do think that Look for projects where there are there's intellectual honesty. Like, are they honest about what what their 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 project can or cannot do, and and not just look at about oh what VCs are backing it and whatnot because VCs are buying it at a cheap price only to dump on you later. I mean that's mm -hmm. the real fact of it, right? I mean they want to sell for a profit. Absolutely. So I I I just hope that people understand that you know just because number goes up doesn't mean that it's a good project i mean even ponzi scams can go up i mean big connect mm -hmm. was like hot 20 or something like that <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah so people they should do research and read and uh, be sure that the projects that they are investing are not uh, ponzi schemes or fraud or something like that it's not easy right you That's kind easy. of really have to find groups to, yeah. to 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 educate you you can't do this alone that's quite hard yeah. yeah is there any source for example information that people for example that are interested to go to the cryptocurrency or to expand their knowledge what where what do you think they can do first like is there any source on internet or any Actually, like Binance uh, actually publishes a lot of articles covering the basics of uh, a, a lot of the schemes. Uh, of course, generally, you know, they, they should be this. Uh, there's also like, if you want to learn about DeFi, CoinGecko also uh, publish uh, like a book that's, I think, really cheap that you can buy off uh, the CoinGecko website that, that introduces you to DeFi. And I think these are, are great ways to start. There isn't one single resource, uh, but I think these are good places to start. Yeah, Finance Academy has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah I heard about it. Thank you, Robin. Is there anything else that we did not cover during our talk? Uh, so yeah, actually Zcoin will not be called Zcoin in a couple of hours. <laughs> well, uh, we, uh, Zcoin is rebranding to something called Ferro. And oh. the idea is that because when we launched the Lantis, uh, you know, we want to start like afresh. And Firo, F-I-R-O kind of says that, um, uh, you know, because our mechanism is like burn and redeem. So the Firo is kind of like burning and stuff like that. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest reasons that we want to rebrand is because people keep on thinking that we are a Zcash fork, which we have no relation to. Uh, and we just want to make sure that our technology, which is really good, stands on its own and is not seen as a copy, which, which it isn't. Uh, Firo sounds like money. Firo is easy to say. And you know, I send you two Firos, three Firos, and we have a kick-ass uh, ticker and Firo.org domain to go with it. So we're really excited about this rebrand and hopefully the community likes it too. Did you announce it? Did you announce the rebrand? No, uh, it's happening. The, the, the announcement of the rebrand is happening in three and a half hours. But by the time this goes out, uh, this it should already be have announced. That. Oh, congratulations for that and best of luck. <laughs> it's really incredible news. 
Robin, it was a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. And I hope that we keep in touch and I will have you again as a part of the show. Maybe when we can Thank discuss you. further developments and achievement. Thank you so much, Yulini. That was a real pleasure talking with you. Bye-bye. Take care. So dear crypto world, thank you for being with me today and hope you have enjoyed this 14th episode of Crypto Untangled, for which we had Zcoin. As Robin announced, and it is already public, Zcoin is branded to Fero, a digital currency with a focus on setting privacy standards. If you would like to hear more and learn more about it, please go to Firo.org and follow them on Twitter at Firo.org. Read carefully, do your own research, think wisely and make the right decision for your investment. As you already know, Crypto Untangled is available on Google Podcast, on Spotify and Apple iTunes, so you just need to follow us and you can listen to Crypto Untangled anywhere and everywhere. This program is brought by you exclusively by Crypto News Lebanon, a media website which aims in spreading knowledge and information about all the ins and outs of blockchain adaptation and cryptocurrency into the MENA region and why not worldwide. So if you are interested to hear more about the latest news and current updates, please go to CryptoNewsLebanon.com. Thank you again guys, until the next episode, stay positive, take good care of yourself and embrace knowledge. Till next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Crypto Untangled. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information, visit us at CryptonNewsLebanon.com. We'll see you soon.